everybody. Welcome into the podcast, the show, the counter show, the show of shows. How's it going, Keith? Hey, man. How you doing, man? <laughs> you all good what, over? What's up? Uh, I'm feeling good, man. I feel like I need to be talking like this here because I got my old, uh, I won. I won the race, man. There was no spectators, nothing like that on, on board, but we, uh, I won. Then you weren't Denny Hamlin if you no. won. No, Denny's Denny doesn't have. I think it ought to be actually a rule. It ought to be in the rule book that you have to have some sort of southern accent to drive one of those cars. Because it just, I mean, you get, you know, Kyle Petty or or a Michael Waltrip over there. You know, man, you know, I tell you, we've come around that corner about turn three and got knocked out by the backside. So tell us, how do you feel, Denny Hamlin? Well, it's like, um, apparently, there were three things on the other side of the track in front of me, and I was able to miss them. You see what I'm saying? It's, it just doesn't sound as good as, man, I tell you what, man, that dang old man could come around and spin around thing, you know? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I digress. It's good to see NASCAR it. back. Uh, you know, it's weird to watch them with no fans, but anyway. So, hey, let's talk about what's on the show today. You just uh, want to talk about what's on the show or do you want to talk about what's actually on the show what's actually on the show <laughs> yeah what's on the show um or did you want to talk, talk about a little bit about, about this what's on the show? uh really just unprecedented uh bankruptcy filing that just occurred with uh, hertz um we want to uh discuss uh the ripple effect that that has in the auto industry not just the auto industry, but what kind of effect that it has on you um, as a consumer. How are we going to um, how are we going to get a rental car? So we've got some insight on that, and we're going to talk uh, about it's no that big a little deal. bit. Nobody yeah. will even notice. Nah, you don't think so? <laughs> nah. <laughs> yeah. And we've got a few news stories that we'll talk about, too, just to catch up on that. So anyway, how's your... Uh, how? Somebody say news. <laughs> you want to start this out for us, man? You want to get us in the uh, in the news segment there? Uh, well, I I sort of can, but I feel like I'm a thief because y- you you found most of these like they're your discoveries, I guess. Ah, so it doesn't matter. It's okay, man. We're we're here to uh, convey to our. Uh, our listeners, uh, things that are uh, going on in the world and whoever delivers that information, it really doesn't matter as long as it's us. Okay, so... The parts counter gurus. Do I us. have to go in order? No. You can pick I whatever can, you want. You can you can call it... It's just a roulette, man. Just do it. Roll the dice, okay, man. Okay, so I want to I wanna talk about this Airstream. Yeah, I, fi- I, I figure that might catch your eye. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you put the bait out there and sort of just wait for the mouse to come around and, like, lick the trap right i mean isn't yeah. that the isn't that the strategy <laughs> pretty pretty much man i mean that's just kind of the way it goes uh i do know that uh you're, you're quite the uh quite the uh, camper um and so i thought that would be interesting it's just all right so yeah so airstream now now this came from the article came from car and driver which that's is right. interesting because they're delving a little bit into some rv stories but uh um, well, i know why Airst- you, you know why that is no why well, it's COVID, man. I mean, you got to have, you know, they're oh. trying to jump on what's, you know, they're, they're they're not stupid. They get it. Mm. Does that rhyme with um, revenue? So now, now let's let's kind of for those of us that can't see what's on my screen. Uh, Airstream. So when I was a kid growing up, when people said Airstream, what you think of is the yes. aluminum kind of bullet look where it's all rounded and they're towables. They're the, in the RV industry we we call them bumper toes. Mm-hmm. Uh, although you technically don't hook it up to your bumper, you hook it up to your frame. But what they mean is they don't make a fifth wheel, which is the ones that you put in the truck you hook up in the truck bed Mm -hmm. and although historically they have made motorhomes before right they they are not kind of most known for motorhomes now this is what as i'm looking at it it's a mercedes sprinter van it's what we would call a class b right 
which you're trying um, to get me to buy. You said a Class B would be perfect oh, for me. Oh, dude, they're... Yeah, and you can so go stealth with them because it just looks like an Amazon delivery van. Uh, I mean, honestly, if you kind of draw a picture in your head of what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. it's the size and shape of the Amazon trucks. Yeah, the I, d- delivery yeah. Vans. which I you know what? I wonder if uh, Rivian will tap into this market. Now, that's interesting, and I know that, okay, so Thor Motor Coach owns Airstream, and Thor Motor Coach is kind of the one that I... Well, that's what I own. I own an mm-hmm. outlaw, a Thor Outlaw. But, yeah. uh, you know, they have a lot of brands. And Winnebago does this, too. They own a lot of different brands. They just bought Newmar, which is another art, uh, motorhome brand. So mm-hmm. Airstream rolled out a Tommy Bahama edition. Um, and, of course, you know, they're going to show pictures of this thing. And it's got, like, the the rum liquor bar, on you know, on the inside. It's got a place to store your, your bottles. Right. But... Everything is themed with sort of island floral patterns. Yeah. But if you look, Jay, at the design patterns, you can see how everything in these is convertible. Yes. So like that couch area, that lounge area with the table in the middle and the TV. Love it. That's all kind of exchangeable, if you will. And you can flip that over and it becomes a cook countertop or there's a fridge underneath one of them, I'd bet you. And you can, of course, fold them down to sleep. Um, sells the most in California and Florida. Not oh, surprising, but yeah, not at all. I mean, I for up here where I'm at in the Pacific Northwest, I don't see why this thing wouldn't sell very well here too. You know, I mean, it would. It seems like to me it would. I, I'm looking at this thing. I'm going. You know, I'd buy one. I like yeah, it. Yeah. You know, I honestly don't know that I would buy the Tommy no, Bahama but, edition. But, but yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. But there are other. The other Airstream Class B offering in this Mercedes Sprinter, it's so close. I mean, you're just basically getting kind of some branding throughout that that changes it a little bit. Right. Um, God, I'm looking at the... They're, they're not... They don't do a good job of showing you the cook and uh, and the bathroom areas. Am I, but they're in there. I promise you they are. Am I seeing this right, man, on, on how much this thing is starting out at? What What do you see? Um, look, uh, look, look, you know, where the, the, the images that are showing the, uh, the bed yeah. in it right there, 166,196 yeah. for the base model. Um, and then they got a, uh, see Airstream also offers larger interstate grand tour, interstate lounge models with floor plans, seating scenarios for either seven or nine respectively. Price starting at just over 190 yeah. grand. Holy moly, dude! So now th- there's an interesting component of this that you sort of inadvertently pointed out. Um, there's two things that affect the price of this. Mm-hmm. Number one, actually, I'll just give you two words: Mercedes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and Airstream. Right, right. Okay. Now Airstream will tout, and they they're famous for saying in the RV industry. Nothing holds its value like an Airstream, and and that is true. Well, okay, if you, why if you look is that? At the resale value. Well, it's because of how they're built. Right. Okay. So let me let me give you an analogy. You know what I feel like Airstream is like? Allegedly. To, allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> Airstream is like the roach of the RV industry. Okay. Oh, you can't kill it. That's going to survive a nuclear war. Right. Right. Yeah. And they'll just yeah. keep coming back. Yeah. Well. Now, the thing that you've got to keep in mind is that the components inside are usually no different than they are in any other RV. And what I mean by that is the toilet's going to be made by either Thetford or Dometic. There's nothing different about it. The refrigerator is going to be made by either, you know, Dometic or Norcold. The um, uh, stovetops are going to be ranges. That's all going to be made by one of those guys. Didn't we go by a Dometic booth at SEMA? Yeah. Yes, that's what yeah. I thought. Yeah, yeah, they're a major manufacturer owner. Yeah. Um, you know, same with the water heater; it's going to be mm-hmm. one of those brands. Okay, so, um, but the most expensive part on an RV, which is also the part that takes the most maintenance, is the roof. Mm. And with an Airstream, you don't have a, a flat roof; it's curved sheets of aluminum. Right. And so there's no like. That's where you don't have to worry about time being such a factor on these things. Because you can replace axles, you can replace tires, you can replace, right? But the roof, once that's shot, man, it's it's not worth fixing. Right. So, but see, this is the thing where Airstream kind of just, I, I don't know, this is a gamble because 
you're spending a lot of money on something with an engine that has a limited lifespan. Yeah. And you yeah. put a hundred thousand. Now it is a diesel, but you put a hundred thousand miles on that thing, and it's gonna. There's gonna be some maintenance involved. Yeah. I think typically the airstreams that hold their value better are the towables. Yeah. Yeah. I just my I, two I, cents. I, I agree with you on that. Um, because this is just basically a, a branded. That's yeah. it. It's not a. It's not an airstream at all. I mean, it's just. Um, uh, yeah, it's they, really they, not. Yeah, in terms of the aluminum, it's not the traditional yeah, aluminum. Yeah, I mean, this is a this is a, a Mercedes Benz Sprinter. It's a that's, marketing. It's yeah. Venture, I mean, because this same right? van is used and badged by Freightliner. Yep. Um, originally, when they came to the U.S., uh, Dodge or Chrysler Corporation. Right. Right. Um, used it yep. up until I think 2009 or 10, and then Mercedes said, "Nah, we're pulling that away from you guys, and we're going to market ourselves." Like, and they, who who uh who wouldn't who could have imagined <laughs> right that you know they wouldn't want the chrysler moniker uh right well that was all amidst the uh the fiat well, Jay, acquisition and you know didn't all that they, sort of stuff didn't didn't they try this before i mean like lessons learned and all <laughs> yeah yeah what was yeah. that daimler chrysler daimler chrysler yeah yeah all right anyway yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, actually I think Fiat is moving away from Chrysler uh, as well. I read a little snippet on that. So, so hey, let's. Um, there you have that, Tommy Bahama. Man, now I want a pina yeah. colada and go well, listen to some it, Jimmy it, Buffett. It would be nice. All right, yeah, so step, stepped on a pop top, blew now, out my flip flop. Had to cruise on back home. Yeah, but first, before I go home, I'm gonna go get me a cheeseburger in paradise. Yeah, yeah, and where is that? Right well, here. Well, there used... Yeah. Oh, okay. There used to be one here. Yeah. Oh, that's right. The Jimmy Buffett's there? Yeah, down on... They uh, closed it? Ellington. I don't know. Why don't is it know. that themed restaurants just do not seem to... Hard Rock in Nashville is like the only one that has really survived other than all those honky-tonks down there, man. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that weird? It is. Because remember, there was even a NASCAR cafe. How can a NASCAR cafe not work in downtown Nashville? I don't man? know. I don't get it. They didn't have the tourism at the time, uh, I don't I, I don't guess. Think. And then you had Planet Hollywood, and, and they're yeah. gone. And I mean, yeah, well, whatever. Okay, so on to the next story. Um, this is something that's actually, it's it's news, but it's also just kind of a FYI. You guys should pay attention to this All if right. you own this. And what we'll do is we'll put a link uh, from the NHTSA uh, mentioned on the podcast up on our website. Uh, I might even write a little bit of a piece on it just to put it up there and give you some links of where to go. But um, you guys are all familiar with Harbor ha- Harbor Freight, right? I have uh, I have some other stuff. You know, if I, if I need a second set of wrenches to throw in the RV or... Disposable stuff uh, is yeah, what I, or, I like to call it. It's not your everyday... I, you know, I'm not like, a, if I got it's a... It's flea market ver- worthy, man. I mean, you yeah. buy this stuff, you buy it at a flea market, man. If I you got know? a trying to think of some other stuff like a like an like an air nailer because you know I'm yeah. not a contractor and I just yeah, need use it, it for once like one job yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah. set of spats but I wouldn't I know. wouldn't buy that as a contractor and do no. somebody's like house with no. it or you know no. car guys honestly when it comes to this sort of thing so you guys everybody's familiar with what floor jacks are jack stands right okay so you. You jack the car up, and then you place the jack stands underneath for stability to keep you safe while you're working underneath the vehicle. So not um, the jack itself. They're not actually the jack. Stands. Not the jack. The stands is actually the stands. Everybody listen. Everybody listening knows this. I don't know why yeah. I feel the need to. Yeah. yeah well, okay. We all know, know what man. jack Somebody stands doesn't, are. But okay. But they have jack stands, and jack stands are um, supposed to be made from a really good quality um, material, uh, steel. Well, it's got to um, hold up the weight of a right. I mean, you're talking, you know, I think some are rated two tons, you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're 70. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, something uh, like that. Six to 7,500 pounds is typically the rating on the car ones, I think, right? Right, right. So maybe guys, a little less, just maybe to, five, just, four to five. Just a piece of advice. Um, you don't want to, <laughs> you don't want to buy like, uh, you know, blowout specials uh, when it comes to your life. Well, uh, like, Let's back up just a little bit. What are the purpose of these jack stands, Jay? Uh, I think to kind of like uh, protect 
you from the vehicle falling on oh so i can i can crawl under the car and like yeah. work on it yeah. but now wait if the if the jack stand gives it gives way i could just hold the car up right i mean <laughs> i could just put a hand out and like oh sure sure yeah especially if you're arnold schwarzenegger yeah you know? i mean what's your average like crossover weighs 45 to 5,000 4,500 pounds to 5,000 pounds pretty somewhere heavy. in there yeah. yeah they're not light and they won't <laughs> right. feel good on your chest if you're under there yeah or if, right. your le- or if your legs are under there you don't want to turn out like lieutenant dan um you know that sort of stuff and this is this is serious <laughs> stuff i mean yeah we're joking about it now but um this is very serious stuff and we thought that it was worthy of getting out and mentioning to you guys so harbor freight uh, Harbor Freight Tools, that is, is recalling more than 1.7 million Pittsburgh automotive three-ton and six-ton heavy-duty steel jack stands. The jack stands may collapse under load, which can increase the risk uh, of injury to people near or under a lifted vehicle. Owners of these jack stands are asked to immediately discontinue use due to safety concerns. Injuries have been reported due to this issue. Affected customers will receive full refunds upon request. Gosh, man. Uh, and this is an issuance by the uh, NHTSA. Yeah. And the recall number is uh, 20E as in Edward 016. And it involves an estimated almost a half a million units that were produced from June 13, 2013 to November 22, 2019. All right. I'm going to ask you a question. How many people with those jack stands do you think are going to ignore this notice and just keep using them? Give me a percentage. There, there will be. 30? I will say. I bet you. I, I, I bet there will be somebody. I bet said, oh, somebody goes know. on American Pickers in 10 years if it's still around or barn yeah. finds or whatever, and yeah. there's some car sitting on these jack stands. Yeah. And just understand, guys, Cause that. Because it doesn't apply to them, right? Like, this is yeah. for the other people. The liability uh, of, of this goes away because they've issued a recall, and if you don't yeah they're you know they 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 do the right thing by using the recall and it's on you but here it right. even gets worse Hard man. Freight, from this point forward ain't paying for your legs you got check it this out though <laughs> yeah check this out though uh they have another recall that's later than that one there's two separate recalls uh this is recall number 20e as in edward 027 it involves an estimated one million a little over one million units that were produced from december the first 2012 to march so, 31st 2020 also jack stands yep and uh these are all china made they're made Man, in china look there's things you can cut corners on and, and mm-hmm. especially in the world of tools right jack stands is not really one of them i i just wouldn't yeah i uh, okay I, I mean i could beat that horse all day but if, mm-hmm. if you don't get it you're not gonna get it until you get it and you then the, once you got it you ain't you ain't got you ain't got legs no more you, you well, got it <laughs> Yeah, what I'm, whoever the buyer is for these guys, um, I'd be uh, I'd be a little bit upset because the bottom line is is that whoever's bringing this oh, product, it's all made in China. The Pittsburgh sure line, they 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 put the that Pittsburgh tool line is manufactured in China because mm-hmm. I have some of them. Right, and the onus is on that company to assure. Yeah the consumer yeah, that they've gone through those quality control aspects so they have the, completely and you know this they have completely different qc rules in china and you have to you as the american customer have to oversee and enforce and manage those those projects and those oh developments. boy do we ever um as you well know in my prior life yeah that was so some, some of my duties no no real surprise there right mm-hmm no real surprise at all. So, all right, now I'm going to sit on my hands for this next one for a <laughs> minute. On. Oh, what, what are you? Are you going to be flailing? You're going to be flailing. Oh, I have some comments. Okay, all right, all right, I'm with you. Uh, let's see here. And unveiling drive-in. of the drive-in, drive-in Wi-Fi hotspots. Sorry, did you need a? You need a little uh, drum roll. Yeah, because I didn't have. Um, yeah. Is that good? Yeah. Ready? Yeah. Go for it. You gonna? This sure. is you, man. It's on no, you. You can do it. You do it. You, oh, you want me to do it? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Jay can't find his news stack. Oh no way. Okay, here. Let me. Uh, I'll, I'll. Oh, there I'll, it is. I got it. There we go. See, all I had to do was yep. threaten. 
Okay. Right, right, right. So this is something that's kind of near and dear to Keith's heart, I'm sure, because we've been talking about you know, Wi-Fi hotspots forever, how it should be more of a common thing. And he's going to elaborate on this, I know. But let me – and this is not just Washington State. I just found it. it was like top of my Washington State news list today. And I, the further I dug into it, there are other states that are rolling out the same thing. So drive-in Wi-Fi hotspots launch statewide push for universal public access – on broadband and this is from earlier in the month and covid this covid 19 pandemic has really kind of forced the issue of your providers to put out accessibility to these things and 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 why is that we have become more reliant upon the the you know the web for our everyday lives to get through our lives every day we have a smartphone those sorts of things and you know, let's face it, not always is the cellular signal on a phone the greatest. But if you have a Wi-Fi hotspot, um, you can well, conceivably achieve. Some people don't have Internet at home. You know, well, like this, is, this, this became yeah. uh, an issue when the schools all shut down because mm-hmm. they continued to assign work and hand out like Chromebooks. That's exactly there right. There was no, like, they had to also provide access to Wi-Fi, like public libraries and stuff for the kids that didn't have uh, Wi-Fi in their homes. Yeah, and and that's it. And and where I'm going with this is, who would have thought that this would be essential? Well, from there's a been public a push, from a public uh, standpoint on the federal government level for quite a few years, and they all keep stating, you know, how far we are behind some of the other countries when it comes to internet access and how. Um, you know, America needs to be a leader. And, you know, whatever your opinion is on that, I, that's neither here nor there with regard to this podcast. The point is just that there has been a push. Mm-hmm. So, um, but what sort of surprises me is you're encouraging congregation. You're congregating, right, by yeah. doing this. They're calling them drive-in, but how long is it going to take before... You know, the signal searching and the reaching and the following of the phone signal meter outside, you know, and that sort of stuff goes on and people are bumping into each other. Yeah, and because they say they're launching primarily as a parking lot hotspot, basically. Um, And it's and it's in response to COVID-19 pandemic. And it's going to be free community Wi-Fi. What kind of strain do you think that this is going to put on our current? Uh, Well, they're going to meter it and they're going to they're going to try to basically limit like the amount of time that you're able to stay connected and then you'll have to do something like re-authenticate but yeah. I mean I have a couple thoughts on this number one don't we already sort of have this I mean can't you just sit outside of a McDonald's or a Starbucks right now and get the same thing pretty or much even, even your place like yeah, you know yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah well even that though his password if is password yeah I'm just kidding. password is password um but you know, yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, even with that, if you're if you're a current um, Xfinity customer, oh, I'm so glad you brought this up. Yeah, if you're a current Xfinity customer, um, they have Wi-Fi hot free. If you're their customer, free Wi-Fi hotspots all over the if place. If you are using their built-in all-in-one Wi-Fi and router system, they turn that on by default. It is an act of Congress to get them to turn it off. And it was proven a couple years ago that because they Comcast came out and said, oh, no, 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 it doesn't affect your bandwidth speed. We've separated it right down the middle and your side's private. Not a month after they made that announcement, some hacker got got across that bridge and was able Mm -hmm. to get into somebody's home network through the Xfinity hotspot. Yeah, I do not want that crap on my if it's my if I'm paying for Wi-Fi Mm -hmm. and you're deploying a or if I'm paying for cable internet and you deploy that service to my home, no, you may not also provide a hotspot network from an access point in my home to the neighborhood. No, right, which is, which is insane, man. See, the, these are the very reasons anyway, man. I don't, I don't rent their equipment. Right. I buy my own stuff and I set the protocol. Uh, I have all the passes. Um, they, I've got it locked down. Good luck trying to get in. Um, but let me say His this. His address though. is, oh, that was Iron Man 3, sorry. <laughs> yeah, Iron Man 3, yeah. So let me say this, though. They do go on to say, though, that each hotspot will have its own security protocol. Some will be open, and others will have Children's Internet Protection Act 
which is the uh, CIPA uh, safe security install. So that's just something to chew on. That's coming down. And, for, you know, wanted to let you guys know, those that aren't able to pay your, uh, your cable bills right now during these tough times or have not had access to uh, internet and your kids are being homeschooled and they need this, this is a good thing for you guys. So yeah. let's just hope that it doesn't get abused and some idiots are out there hacking in and, and being dummies and doing stupid stuff. But inevitably, man, there's always that guy. Well, just like we talked about on last week's podcast with the drone video, right? That, yep. that one there's guy always that one for guy. everybody. Yeah. Right? So, but the one thing I can say about all that is, you know, if anything, when we run into things like that, it makes us better down the road, I think, because then you're going to add another layer of security. And, yeah. and ultimately, people just, you know, it's kind of like um, it's kind of like a cat playing with a with a mouse. You know, they, they just play with it while it's moving. And then when it stops moving, they just kind of walk away. That's that's pretty much what this is. You know, if they lock it down so much, put the levels of security in there, they're just going to walk away. There's no walk you know, away. It's no fun for them anymore. Walk How's away, that? hackers. Yeah, walk, that's a good walk, analogy. Hey, walk away. Hey, it's uh, a it's Ward Button. I'm a walk away. You're just full of the uh, impersonations today, aren't you? Yeah, I am. I am. Uh, we got one more news article, right? We do, and it's on you, pal. Are you ready? Uh, you're gonna make me talk about my least favorite. Uh, I get. I know you. We dis. We actually disagree on this, which is a little bit unusual. Um. Because I, I think you're less of of a less of a fan. <laughs> I'm just not a Kia fan. I am well, not a Kia fan. I I don't have any ill will towards them. I've just never... I know the Stinger is a pretty cool car. I'm just not... I don't know. It's just not... I've just never really been a Kia fan. Okay, so they're renaming the Optima yep. to the K5. Now... Right. That's one of their better-selling automobiles, is it not? It really is. And So and I, here's a great idea, Jay. Yeah. Let's take our best-selling product and change the name on it so people can find it. Oh, wait, no. Well, hey, here's the deal. It, it's, it's, it's just like, you know, we talked about it in, a, in the last podcast, you know, rebadging. It's just rebadging. It's the same thing. It's not, you know, well, not this part. What was it? We talked about the the Toyota and the uh, the BR, you know, the Toyota eighty six and the BRZ Subaru BRZ. You know, it's just a badging thing, man. I mean, nothing's really changing. It'll get some finer trim levels. So for the twenty twenty one model, and this comes from an uh, EPA filing. So we've got kind of people just like on the patent side when people watch the patent filings for like Apple announcements. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the 2021 model, they announced that they're going to brand it as the K5. There is a little bit of a redesign to the vehicle itself. Yeah. yeah. Um, this has always been a head-scratcher to me because for that price point, that's one of their more expensive mm-hmm. vehicles. Mm-hmm. And I think they're trying to compete with, like, aren't they trying to compete with, like, the Camry and maybe the Ford Fusion? They are. And just understand, too, you've got you know, Hyundai, the Hyundai in the mix with, with Genesis. And of course, Genesis has tried to split away a little bit from those guys. I honestly feel like it's, and we're going to get into this in a minute with the, with the Hertz thing, but why would you go after an Optima or a K5 when, if you're going to go, I mean, I'd go Hyundai before Kia, if I'm looking at sort of Korean made or, you know, yeah. Well, they, they, and, and see, Kia Kia came out with the Stinger, which is basically a Genesis, and it's it's their yeah, version of the they're Genesis. They're going at each and other, and they're I get using it. Yeah. the Genesis engine, which is it's 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 Genesis engine, but it's 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 Hyundai, you know. But right. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so you know, it's it's like that whole Ford, you know, Lincoln thing, man. You know, or the G the Chevrolet Cadillac, yeah, yeah, Cadillac yeah, yeah. you know. Escalade um, versus Tahoe. I mean, it Yukon. used to be worse. You know, we had Oldsmobile and Toyota Mercury. Lexus. and Yeah. yeah. Uh, so if you're thinking about buying an Optima, you might want to wait till the next model year. Uh, yeah. It looks, it looks appealing. Like, yeah. I mean, for what it for what it is, you know, for the... Um, sure. I don't know what... You know. I mean, yeah, go compare it to those others and see which one you like better. Maybe I'll, you know, review one and might be pleasantly surprised. There, there's a good idea. Hey... And how could you review one? Oh, I 
could probably rent one, huh? couldn't rent one from Hertz. I'm not sure if they're going to be Ooh. in business. Eh, maybe they're not. It's they're not closing for business. Yeah. They're just filing bankruptcy, which means they're trying to save their business. Yeah. And they're at bankruptcy is essentially protection from your creditors, which uh, before we get too far into that. Mm-hmm. What's that hat you got uh, on? Um, well, it's just a hat. Why? Oh. What is it? Oh, What's you it? mean my AERA hat? Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what do those guys do? Well, it's funny you should ask, Jay, oh. because we have a new sponsor on the show, and that oh. is AERA. Now, Love those guys. I'm not wearing the hat because they're a sponsor. I'm wearing the hat because I needed a nice hat, and it just happens to be a nice hat. Okay? It is Let's a really just be nice clear hat. on that. <laughs> it is. It's a great hat. Yeah, they're not cool only, hats. That not only is that a cool hat and a great hat, yeah. it's, what, it's what they do for our industry is, is what's even cooler. So one of my favorite things about these guys, and I know you've, you've got all the details probably teed up and ready, but mm-hmm. one of my favorite things about these guys is how you as a consumer have an extra layer of assurance by dealing with AERA members, which in layman's terms, those are mechanic shops and automotive repair shops, Machine engine shops. rebuilding shops yes. yep. that are members of AERA. And what does that actually mean, Jay? Well, what that means, man, is that you as a member have access to all of that information. If you have something you need to get fixed, worked on, whatever, as a member, you have access to all of these people out there. Give me the full... You want the full meal down low on... Let's say this is the first time I've listened to this podcast and I just want to know about AERA. What can you tell me? (laughs) All right, guys. So the AERA, or better known as... Engine Builders Association is the preeminent technical resource and industry voice for internal combustion engine builders, remanufacturers, machine shops, OEMs, suppliers, and service providers worldwide. Hey, do you want to know when they were uh, established? You want to I already know. know. It was 1922. Oh, you're checking the facts. Checking the facts. Right on, dude. Anyway, AER is is really the oldest and uh, uh, in the industry and most authoritative organization. Really, uh, they serve an international membership made up of thousands of small and large businesses that provide service to industries ranging from mining, manufacturing, right down to Formula One racing. Man, that is really cool. They're touching yeah. a large audience. Yeah. They have a large, large worldwide audience. Hey, man, um, as a technical organization, uh, AERA provides engine specifications and technical assistance for internal combustion engines manufactured worldwide. Um, hey, you know what? I bet they got some dudes over there that know what they're talking about, too, don't they? Uh, I, If I were to venture to guess, I, I would venture to guess that members of AERA probably have access to some of those dudes on the bat they have like a bat phone <laughs> they have a bat they can phone call some yes. of these professionals if they get if they get in the weeds and need some help yeah trust me if you yeah just look up to the sky you might even see the bat signal there if you see that then uh you know yeah you're gonna go to your phone and call them on and the and that really phone. is what i was what i was alluding to earlier is when you have your engine serviced or your vehicle serviced yeah you you have the assurance that because we all get stomped on certain things from time to time, but you have that resource to help yeah. out. Absolutely. Those guys are backing those Tools, shops. Tools, process, yeah. software, access oh, to all man. kinds of, of helpful resources to make sure the job's done right. Yeah, because specifications, uh, you know, clearances, tolerances, et cetera, um, when you are machining, uh, you know, these cylinder heads, the deck surfaces of blocks, uh, you know, uh, refinishing um, uh, cylinder walls, etc. All those things to get a a really really quality rebuild on an engine. Um, you got to have those uh, those resources to get it done right. And so if you walk into a shop, be looking for that bat phone, man. Or okay, yes. Or oh, there's or another that, way to find out in advance. Yeah, you can go to their website. What what is that? Yeah, that is uh, aera.org. Okay. And uh, you can actually go find a locator. It's aera.org forward slash member dash locator. Go check out the member locator on their website. You can put in your zip code and you can look if you're about to have some service work done on your on your automobile. Right. uh, It'll tell you which shops in the area are members. Mm -hmm. And that is a that's a great 
Gives you uh, location. It's a, it's a it's a nice yeah tool in the tool belt, if you will, of that professional and and Ooh. that in that trade shop and like and look that. if you guys are anybody listening to this that works in the uh automotive service industry and you are not a member you seriously need to think about doing that because it does offer all of those things that we just talked about i mean i i honestly wouldn't run a shop without it uh aera.org it's mm-hmm. aera.org if you do nothing else go check out the member locator right put in your zip code and just take a look at who is a member in your area. You're going to find some people, and it's probably going to line up with your expectations. Oh, yeah, that's a reputable shop, you know? That's right. Of course they are. So so if you're a shop and you're listening to us right now, and we hope you are, we hope you subscribe and listen to these podcasts. Um, you know, if you're not a member, you should join. They're and a you can great, do that on the same website. A- absolutely. They're a great resource for you. Um let me tell you, these guys are world-class experts. Um, they have a vast technical library. Um, they have access to information and expertise and assistance regarding engines and internal components of every conceivable size and use, guys. So if you're a shop and you do not have these guys on your side, you should you should seriously consider joining these guys and becoming a member. Look, the AERA members... You know, it, as a member, you're going to have toll-free access to five technicians five days a week, and they will help you find answers to tough technical questions coming from around the world. Trust me, these guys are there to help you out. Um, and look, we said it again, and I'll, I'll, I'll close with this. If you want more information about what AERA can do for you or possibly joining their association and becoming a member, don't forget to visit www.aera.org. There you go. I love those guys. I, we are so happy and honored to have these guys sponsoring us. Indeed. Right now. And it's, uh, it, it's, it's a pleasure to, to be uh, talking about these guys. They're a big deal in this industry. So there you go. All right. So Hertz announced. Mm, boy kind of quietly overnight earlier this week i believe it was um that and let me just pull up the article here but hertz and we're talking about the car rental company yep filed for bankruptcy and this is uh this is kind of something that we all saw you know coming not specifically to hertz not that we said hey hertz is in trouble hertz was actually in trouble before the coronavirus pandemic um and this just sort of exacerbated it because nobody's traveling and nobody's and renting cars. And I've got another little piece of information that will I'll well I'll let's hear it. What well, do you know? Well, let's let's talk about Hertz a little bit before we go there though. And and just understand these guys have been renting cars since 1918. Yeah. Um, they set up shop with a dozen Ford Model Ts. That's how they started. Um, and that's a long time ago. Um, Hertz says it intends to stay in business, though, uh, while while they're going to restructure. They're um, fighting to survive right now. They're, they're fighting right. to survive. And, and the bottom line is the impacts of COVID-19 uh, on the travel demand. Um, you know, nobody's flying. Nobody's renting cars. Right. You know, on the other side. Uh, I had this same conversation uh, with my wife the other day about, you know, things are starting to kind of open up a little bit. Uh, air travel is not is is going to you know non-essential travel is going to be available to us again um and i want to travel and go see my kids but they're far enough away that i just can't hop in a car and drive i mean right. i could but it's going to take me several days so what do i have to do i need to i need to fly into a a, a major airport hub and um, go find a uh, yeah. go find a rental car, and right now, uh, good luck trying to find that. But and we'll get into some other things about you know how you can do that. But um, so here's here's I'm gonna big picture this, but mm-hmm. here's a kind of a detail that you need to know as as it pertains to Hertz, the brand that company owns other brands in yes. the rental car industry, Dollar. Thrifty, Firefly, uh, of course, Hertz and Donlin. Now, they were selling off a bunch of Corvettes earlier in the year, which got my attention because everybody was like, well, what are you, you know? So, so Hertz has typically 
provide you can rent different kinds and classes of vehicles depending mm-hmm. on one of those brand like dollar or thrifty you're not going to get a, a corvette from like thrifty car rental right so they no. they've strategically kind of positioned you know brands with car types that's right um the interesting thing that that keeps sort of popping into my head about this is this whole this whole um, upsetting of the Apple card, as my grandmother used to say, yes, of businesses and the and the economy and the flow of business during the coronavirus, it has been really an opportunity for reset. So Jay and I were kind of talking offline the other day, and I said, you know, when our dads were growing up, there was one hardware store in town. Well, now we got like you know Home Depot and Lowe's and True yeah. Value and Mm-hmm. Ace Hardware and all those are within a couple miles of my house easily. Right. Okay. Yep. And do we really need 15 different hardware stores? I mean, do we? I mean, is there that much business? Okay. Huh. And yeah. if you look at just the number of rental agency brands under the Hertz banner, one, two, three, four, five, six. Really? We need six different car rental companies under the Hertz banner. Right. So I think what we're seeing a lot of here, and I'm not saying this is good, but we're seeing a forced recalibration in the in the in the economy and the business industry, because where there were 13 or 15 restaurants within a mile of your house five or six months ago, mm-hmm. that's now going to be re- recalibrated down to four or five. Right. And it just is what it is. This is sort of forcing that issue. Right. Yeah, I, I I like your analogy with that retooling the assembly line, basically. Yeah, I mean, you, As, if nobody's buying SUVs, it's time to retool the assembly line and make cars. Or that's it. Or that's if it. you're Anheuser Busch during Prohibition, make cereal. Right. Right. I mean, and we're seeing a lot of these things, and this this the effects of this pandemic and how it's gone down and the economic impact that it's that it's had. There will be good that comes out of this. Sure. There will be new industry. There will be innovative ideas that have, have, have come from this that will will restructure the way we think about things or how we do things in the future, um, which is not always a bad thing. Um, and then it may bring back some simplicity as well. Like, for example, you know, if we have to continue to socially distance for a period of time in our foreseeable future, Guys, drive-in theaters will start thriving again. Yeah. Um, we just have that, as human beings, well, we just have that need to go do things. Drive-in restaurants, like your, there you know, is, your old Sonic school. has done well from the very beginning of this pandemic. Yeah, yeah. And so, there is opportunity. So there is this sort of concept floating around that we're all on board the Titanic and it's going down and we're all just... Yeah screwed right 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 but realistically it is more of a retooling of the assembly line you know yeah that boat may be sinking but there are plenty of little lifeboats that you can get on and really you got to find that opportunity now look this is bad news for a lot of people i'm not saying it's not there are companies um like turo who we used i used to rent and review a tesla model 3 and you can rent kind of anything you want on Turo. It's an app, T-U-R-O. Yeah. And you go out and you put in, like, I want to rent a Jaguar F-Type or I want to rent a it's, Kia Optima. For me, I kind of, my yeah. perception of that, I'm sorry, my perception no. of that, Keith, was is is it's like the Airbnb of car rental. It's a, that's exactly right. Or, if you will, the, uh, the, the Uber kind of, right? Yeah. So getting... Losing some car rental agencies doesn't mean you don't have transportation from the airport, Jay, in your scenario that you talked about. Mm-hmm. You've still got Uber. You've still right. got Lyft. You've still got Turo. You can go on Turo and you can set a date and time and do it by city and you can get a vehicle that you want. The, one of the problems that I always had with these uh, rental car agencies, you know, at the airport parking lots is, mm-hmm. is you rent a mid-sized sedan. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, you kind of got to play the lottery to figure. I mean, you could get a real turd or you could mm-hmm. get something super nice, right? Yeah. Or there's the the one that, who is it? The company that does like uh, 
basically the shuttle gets off and you all just it's anything in the lot that you that you want you just mm-hmm. jump in yeah. you're all kind of the same it's, but then it's like enterprise or something isn't yeah it? i think it is enterprise and then but what happens is it's like all these guys pushing each other to get to the front of the shuttle bus when it stops oh. so you can be the first in line up yeah I, no thanks man i don't want to deal with all that you know we talked about car you know car lot sales you know yeah. like going to a dealership and and you know there could be some good the, the, for, for the, us people yes. that hate the whole it's, process, it's right? The leverage changes. You have more leverage right. now. You do. And see, I hated it going to up to those counters at the airport where you have your reservation, and then you, you, you stand in line. Of course, you've got this huge, I have waited long, in those lines sometimes for 30 to 45 minutes. Right, because they've got, it's like going into a grocery store yep. where they have 50 checkouts, but only two are open. What's right. the point? Right. Like, are you expecting to get busy one day and you're, you're kind of building for the future or something? My favorite analogy of that is Walmart with three lanes open during the Christmas shopping season. Right? I just I don't <laughs> like, get it, man. Okay, so when is it that you actually plan on using these lanes? <laughs> right. So... So yeah, I, and I, and that's that whole process. Then you get up there, and you have a reservation, right, for a specific type of car, and you say, well, we kind of overbooked. That's like well, every that's the, yeah, that's every the single right. time the whole Seinfeld. You know that's, how to take the reservation. You just don't know how to hold the reservation, right? Is right. that what? That's yeah. it. Yeah. But I have that happen to me every time, and they're like, well, can we, can we put you in this? No. I wanted this. It's either this or the Corvette. Okay. So if you're, <laughs> so if you are, you know, an employee of Hertz, uh, it is not good news for you. No, it's not. Uh, and, but and this again, just you know, opportunity, right? Sorry, yeah. you were going to say. Well, uh, I, I want to get into if you're an employee of Hertz. Yes, it's not. And when you hear this, the, yeah. I, so I, I I ran across this 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 part of this this story and the, I was you're gonna, like, you're gonna talk about the fleet cars. Well, that that's coming after this. We'll get okay, into that so, after so this. Okay. So so do your do your thing and then then go right into the, let's talk about the fleet cars too. Okay. So this story popped up when I was trying to do a little bit more research on the background of Hertz and and that sort of stuff. Right. This story broke just a couple of days ago. Yeah. Before the bankruptcy, Hertz paid out millions of dollars in bonuses to its executives. A month after it started laying off thousands of employees. Yeah, that's kind of typical corporate dysfunction. Yeah, that's what it says. Retention bonuses are typical for bankrupt companies that want to prevent their management from abandoning ship. But there's always awkward. uh, They're always awkward. The company can't pay its employees or its debts to lenders, but it prioritizes payments to its already handsomely paid bosses. Yeah. They paid they paid a total of sixteen point two million dollars to three hundred and forty executives on May nineteenth. Ah. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway. Uh, and they say they've got a billion in cash in the bank. So did, they're not did, completely did, yeah. did I just it's it sounds like a lot of these other big corporations. Well, that do, I mean, they just all uh, yeah, do this. and there let's is just no bail easy those way. guys out too, you know. Well, there's no pathway through that because if you completely give up, then you're you're gonna have your leadership running out the door, and then you have no vision for a pathway through it. Right. At the same time, if you are excessively giving them bonuses that are performance based, and the performance of the company has not been great. And, and to be fair, we don't know what their performance metrics are mm. that these people are paid on. But still, it's like, well, mm. if you're, you know, if you can't well, pay the, your bills, then I, I don't know. I, it's yeah. not good. Well, it's a crushing blow to the industry, the rental car industry, period. This whole COVID-19. So I mean, in a bigger is. sense, it's also a crushing blow it's to the a, automotive industry. It's, it is. And we want to get now, into that. And I actually got fleets. an email These are from fleets. GM. Yes, who is one of their big fleet customers earlier this week. And it said, this email said from GM official, not like a dealership from Mm -hmm. GM corporate. And Mm -hmm. it said, Hey, uh, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. We realize that you guys aren't probably thinking about buying a car right now. Uh, we just wanted to kind of make you aware of some other stuff we're doing in the healthcare industry. Really GM? Like you're just going to lead with don't buy a car. Right. Really? That's what you're going to lead with. We realize <laughs> right. you're not thinking about buying a car. Well, now I'm not. Now that you said that, I'm not. Yeah, this, Way to sort of plant the seed of not buying a car. I mean, this thing just what? has so many just little little uh, little things. Actually, you know. now's a great time to buy a car if you oh. are financially stable. 
Absolutely, man. So just to kind of let you guys know how this thing works, though. The fleet. All right, and how, yeah, and how impactful it is on the automotive industry, the manufact, the OEMs, your, yeah. your General Motors, your Chevrolets, your Fords. So Hertz themselves, they keep a fleet for 18 months in the U.S., okay? And their fleet right now consisted of GM. GM alone, uh, the percentage of that fleet is 21% which equates to 560,000 vehicles that 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 GM just GM alone. So GM's 560,000 vehicles in the United States that that GM makes goes right out the door to the Hertz. Right, That's a big... right out the door. Okay, so they they keep the fleet for about 18 months and they're in constant rotation. So about every 18 months there it's it's 100,000 vehicles. Yeah. Okay. That's in the US alone. Now every 12 months internationally now, don't forget, this is an international rental right. agency. Okay, so they're they're far-reaching. About a quarter of a million vehicles internationally. They wrote it, it's it's twelve months. Twelve every twelve months, two hundred thousand, two hundred fifty thousand vehicles. So, just put that in perspective. That's just Hertz. Okay, there are many other ones out there too, and. I haven't heard of of all the other ones that might be going down, um, but we'll, we'll see how that how that pans out. Now, let me run down the list of who supplied Hertz, okay, and their percentages Let's at, hear it. at yep. stake, okay. So, first of all, we already know GM's the one that's going to take the biggest hit. Period. The next one in line, our favorite Fiat Chrysler, they make up eighteen percent of their fleet. Yeah. Okay, Ford. Make, makes up 12% of the fleet. Kia, 10%. Toyota, 9%. Nissan, 7%. And Hyundai, 5%. Now, if I'm Hyundai, I'm licking my chops, man. Right. You're taking, yeah, you're taking a lot less of a hit than these other guys, right? That's Ooh, exactly that right, man. Yeah, so, yeah. now you had mentioned earlier that GM is taking vehicles back from Hertz. Mm-hmm. Um as a result of this, in other words, vehicles that they've already committed to Hertz and that have been That's right. like quote unquote sold. I have a theory on why that's happening. Would you like to hear that? Yes, I would love to. Because if they don't take the vehicles back, mm-hmm. then they're, the Hertz is going to be protected under that bankruptcy filing. Mm-hmm. And they could potentially pay GM a considerable amount less for each vehicle. Yes. Then GM yes. could get if they just take the vehicles back and then try to offload them. Directly. Yeah, it's it's a Chapter Eleven, which is a restructuring, um, and they are allowed to restructure and conduct business. Right. But they are they are protected um, from creditors. Under, from yeah. creditors, and uh, they can do they can they can conduct business, uh, and they'll get through it. That's what it's yeah. set up to do. So there you go. So again, just sort of, you know, it's it's it's. I realize it's upsetting to a lot of people in the industry. It's certainly going to have an impact. If you sit there and you focus on how devastating this is, you're going to be overwhelmed. The better way through this is to find solutions, to find a pathway through this, to find some success, to find mm-hmm. a way to succeed. In light of one of the best teachers in life, Jay, that I've ever had is failure. Failure is, you know, falling down teaches you what not to do next time to avoid falling down again. And it's an it's but it's an it is an important part of that whole process. If we continue to protect our children from failure. Mm hmm then we remove one of the most important teachers in our lives. If we continue to bail out every single bad situation, then perhaps there won't be the opportunities for improvement like a Turo or just Hertz restructuring and figuring out a way to do this differently and to do it better. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm going to take this all the way back to one of my friends who's an athletic director at a private high school here in middle Tennessee, they lost their entire campus to a tornado in March. I mean, it's the whole, the whole, all the buildings on the grounds are gone. Gone. Right. 
and he just gets devastated. a chance to do an interview with the media with like a major new local newspaper. Right. And he says, uh, yeah, we got a chance to do it better this time. Yeah. The, I didn't like a, where that field was. It would have actually worked better if it was over here. And, you know, that building was too far apart yeah. from this building. It didn't make as much sense as it would yep. if we put it here. We're going to do it better this time. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a that's a person that 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 has values, man. They're they have their their priorities are in the right spot and they see the opportunity to do something better out of out of something terrible that just happened so that's i want that guy as my I, life coach man yeah i mean <laughs> right and i i just wonder is it really the end of the world if we have now instead of 15 hardware stores you know or six different rental cars under the hertz brand if mm. you want to kind of bring it home yeah. If we get down to five or six, you right. know, I mean, right. I understand competition is healthy. I'm not saying we remove all competition. No, you can't do that. I'm just saying, do we need this many choices? I We I talked don't think about so. this last year with the whole streaming situation with Apple coming out with streaming. And mm -hmm. of course, Netflix being the, the, the heavy hitter in the ring and Hulu yeah. and now we've got Disney Plus and we've got and it's just there's no end to this, right? And CBS All Access. And so at some point we're right back to why everybody left cable to begin with. Which right. was because it, it was were, too expensive. Yeah. And it didn't make any sense. I don't watch all those channels. Yeah. Yeah. And and but what's funny is that I, I had someone ask me, is there some sort of organizer where I can pay just one bill? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, called it's cable. Called a cable company. <laughs> right. <laughs> You so, so be careful what you ask for. There is a there's a pathway through this for Hertz that ends up with a better product offering for the consumer and the business side and you know, a good organization to work for on the employee side. Yeah. I don't know, we'll yeah. you know, we'll all we're all sort of watching. We are, and I really because of how much of a percentage that it may you know impacts the uh, overall the big 3 um, you know, twenty percent of their 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 sales are are fleets, man. Rental car yeah. fleets, you know. So there you go. It's a pretty um, a pretty significant. I don't know, trimmer trimmer through the through the the infrastructure of the U.S. and the world with these uh, rental cars going down like that, and um, you know, hopefully we can come out of it and have better ways to, to deal with it so anyway hey let's talk a little bit about where um where people might be able to find us keith uh we can do you mind if i i you might have noticed that i disappeared off camera there for just a quick I, second i did but uh that's okay you, i get it you just handled it like a pro yeah of okay. course I, I learned by watching you sir i i'm excited that you want to do that jay before we do that might i might i present oh my latest really? product discovery oh, man i can't wait I, you, you haven't, haven't seen this one yet. You you haven't talked to me about okay. it. This is a surprise this is, for me, I'm guys. I'm actually unwrapping it right now. Okay. I thought I heard some uh, <laughs> wrapping going on over there. So, and, and I'm not talking about the Run DMC type wrapping. We're talking about wrapping. Yeah, like a package opening. So, package opening, yes. um, in in my hands here, this is actual full size because it's it's uh, concentrated. Okay. I have, and you can. I'm going to tell you where you can find this in a minute. Can you see this? Oh, wow, man. I wonder who made that stuff. I need so, a bottle of that. Right here, I've got some blinker <laughs> fluid. Okay? That's great, Now, this man. comes sealed, just automotive ready. Uh, good for up to 6,000 blinks. I said it's concentrated. They say max strength on the bottle. Yep. Uh, this is Saltiel Goods is the manufacturer. So... We'll put a link to this and the mentioned on the podcast uh, on our website at partscounterguru.com. Right. And then you click on the mentioned on the podcast tab and we'll show you where to get this. You can, this is act, you can buy this. Wow. Uh, we'll, we'll put a link to where you can buy it. It's good for, it works in all vehicles. It's completely safe. Uh, yeah. It's good, again, for up to 6,000 blinks. Yep. You might want to have that on you. If you get pulled over and you have a turn signal Dude, out, it's at small least you enough can that you can just keep it. If you even if you don't have a trunk, if you have like a crossover, yeah. you can just I'll put it in the glove box. Keep keep it in the console, the glove box, and if you get pulled over, you know, just say, "Hey, 
sorry, officer. I'm gonna I'll yeah, I'll fill it up. There I'll it is, fill it right up here. right now and get it working. So, and he may he may give you a pass. I don't know. I can't guarantee that. But most most cops, when it comes to stuff like that, if you've you've at least made or taken the initiative to to get get it fixed, they'll they yeah. might let you slide. Now There's this no is again this is actual size. It's not a prop. Yeah. That doesn't take much of this stuff. So it, it's, hey, man, it's a smaller bottle. I you know I hope you're paying attention, but boy, one could use some of that for Christmas. Okay. So yeah. Just, just think. Just think of me, brother. Noted. Noted. Okay. Okay. All, All right. right. So let's let's talk about where you can buy that again. Uh, you can get that on our website at uh, partscountaguru.com. Uh, if you go to our mentioned on the podcast uh, tab, uh, you will find that there. Also on that website, uh, you can get to our podcast. We have a podcast link. Uh, we have a YouTube icon up in the upper right hand corner, which you can get to our YouTube channel. Uh, you can also get to that channel just by going to youtube.com forward slash parts counter gurus. If you're there, uh, if you're not subscribed, you should be. Um, if you're not, please do subscribe. Uh, ring that bell. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Like us. Those subscriptions are priceless to us, man. They are priceless to us, and they are free to you. We live and die by those subscriptions, so please make sure you subscribe on our YouTube channel. Um, also, you can uh, you know shop if you just want to like avoid the mention on the podcast and want to go shop for that blinker fluid or any other item that you might be in need of. You can go over to our link on our upper right-hand corner of our website to the Amazon page. And uh, you can buy to your heart is just full of joy. So this is one of the there. There's really two ways you can help us. Of course, tell a friend and subscribe. But this is we all, everybody buys stuff on Amazon. Okay, yep. we all do. And what you would do to support the show is to go to our website partscounterguru.com, like Jay just said, and just click on the Amazon banner in the upper right. It does not cost you any more but we get an affiliate credit and it helps support the show if you're gonna buy stuff on amazon it is the super easiest way to support the show doesn't cost you any more it's anonymous we don't oh, know who so wait a minute you mean that if i buy like a pair of uh socks G-string, with yeah yeah or whatever with yeah, polka for you dots on the male g-string for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. If, it will, I, I felt know. I needed to clarify. No, it's it's anonymous. Or You wouldn't you know, know that? I wouldn't know. Or if you're into hats and you like the hats with the ta- Elvis tassels or whatever, you know, yeah, if that's your yeah. thing, I'm not going to know. Uh, okay. What if I want to buy some uh, some of that, uh, some dude wipes? Completely anonymous, and I highly recommend that you do. Not because you have a personal hygiene problem, yeah. but because I'm a fan of that product. Oh, which, by well. the way, that product you can buy on our Mention on the Podcast yes, as you well. You can buy that. It's a real uh, thing. And I might I might add that you will feel very fresh after using them. It's they a have very a, not, they have a sure. myriad of different products, oh, not just for dudes. Go check them I, out. I'll tell you yeah. what, you feel like a new person after using uh, some of those things. A new but, dude. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So for those of you who are, you know, social network savvy, we're also on most of those platforms. So you can check us out on facebook.com forward slash parts counter gurus. Please like our page. Give us a thumbs up on that as well on any of our posts. We post a lot over there. Why don't you share that and tell a friend and get them to subscribe. We do some live streaming on Facebook. We did it just recently. Uh, so stay tuned for some of that stuff. Uh, you can also follow us over on instagram.com at the parts counter gurus. That's Instagram.com forward slash the parts county gurus. We are also now on Twitter, which by the way, these social platforms, before I get into our Twitter handle, we just don't know how much longer they're going to be around, but that's, that remains to be seen. We'll see what happens. Um, you know, let's just hope Twitter can handle the heat. But, uh, anyway, we're on Twitter.com and our uh, handle is at the counter show, the counter show which happens to be what you're listening to right now, the counter show. That's kind of weird how that works. It is. It is. So anyway, we do appreciate all of your support. And um, again, please tell friends, tell everybody, and keep listening to us. So there you go. That's how they can get us and help us. And if you're watching, I you may have, you may have said this. I, I apologize if I missed it. 
But if you're watching this video, you yeah. can find the podcast links on our website, partscounterguru.com. Just click on the... It's weird. It's yeah. called like... Oh, yeah. It's podcast links. Podcast links. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. No, it doesn't hurt to reiterate that. That No doubt about it. We, we want people to uh, know how to get... Get well, I was our, checking my phone, I'll our, be honest. Uh, into you know, our studios you're, here, you're, so. You know, doing such a good job that I sort of. <laughs> so once again, thanks to our sponsor, AERA. Um, and we will uh, share some new things in the future with those guys. Um, looking forward to that. So stay tuned. You have to stay tuned to, in order to find out what that might be. Jay, you know who C.S. Lewis was? I'm ashamed to, to say I, I I'm not sure. I'm, I'm gonna assume it's like a, a novelist or, or writer oh yeah or, yeah writer uh uh well his most famous I'm a huge C.S. Lewis fan now I t- tend to read more of his less uh less famous stuff yeah but um uh Lion the Witch in the Wardrobe that series okay. I've, right I've I've heard like yep, five I've books heard, in that not, series not read gotten into kids. it but yeah. okay. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you know, we all read them when we were kids. Okay. Well, I'm well, a pretty big C.S. Lewis I, fan. I don't know what your childhood was like, dude, but I was working in the coal mines. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Changing, uh, yeah. Changing, uh, flushing I, I, I radiators. Was re- and, I was reading, yeah. uh, masks, uh, pamphlets on how to well, survive. Cause I'm I, up in them West Virginia coal mines up there. Tell you what, I, Lord <laughs> Burton. I think I might be able to turn you into a C.S. Lewis fan just by reading okay. one of his quotes. Now, now, He's not with us anymore. Just know that this is a okay. this is not a quote that was that was invented yesterday. It was BC before coronavirus. <laughs> before coronavirus, okay. right on. Um, I love it. But but this is one of my favorite C.S. Lewis quotes. He said, "Where we find difficulty, we may always expect that a discovery awaits us." Ooh, I and love I thought, that, man. how appropriate for what's going on right now with all these challenges businesses are facing. That is absolutely most appropriate and fitting for where we're at in this time in our lives right now. Yep. And, you know, I'll add to that is there is always hope and there are always ways to get out of uh, of dire straits. And yeah. this country has been through many, many episodes as bad as this. And I know that you're hearing people say that this is the worst thing we've ever been through. Um Go read your history books, people. And we survived, and uh, we will survive again. We'll make it through. So, Amen. All right. That All right, everybody. Like yep. Thanks for watching and listening. Uh, for for C.S. Lewis's newest fan over there, Jay. That's Jay. <laughs> yeah. I'm Keith. That's me. Again, That's we appreciate you watching Keith. and listening, subscribing, liking, telling a friend. Thank you for all of that, and we will talk to you soon. Take care, guys.